Coming up this week, it's a major award for Paint the Night, a surprise at the top of the Walt Disney Company, and March Madness Round 4 results. Plus later, I take a look at the new Holiday Inn Express. All that coming up next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 565, for the week of April 10th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan that perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jamalad Willie. Guacamole. <laughs> I thought I'd get it out now. Thank you, because you didn't say it at all. <laughs> I know, I lost that bet. You did lose that bet, Nancy. <laughs> and Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. <laughs> Hello, friends. Oh, my goodness. So, it's we are we are probably tired, and I'm, I'm guessing by the end of this we will be punchy. Uh, Michael punchy and I just, always makes a good show. Yes, exactly. Michael and I just got back from eight days with... with Pete and some of the Orlando team. Uh, Mary Jo ran a 10K yesterday. Congratulations on that. Thank Yay. you. And today you were running around the parks again. Yes. Well, <laughs> and then I ran around the parks with you guys yesterday. Yes, yes in the afternoon. Right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. today we played Mouse Adventures. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I dragged myself home. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so was yesterday the... F- had we ever, all the five of us, been together at any point? Was it, Maybe once? The pod, or we, the on the cruise. Was, podcast? Were yeah. we all together on the podcast cruise? Yes, on one of okay. them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. one of them. Okay, yeah. so doesn't happen often, though. No. Well, I don't think we spent this much time together. No, uh-uh. It was so nice. Yeah. It was. It was very I'm glad nice. we were able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. Um, if you want to listen and chat live at Mixler.com. Just head over to our Facebook page or our show notes page. And Oh, Rob says we were all there on Podcast Cruise 5. Yeah, okay. I think we took a photo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, head over to Mixler.com. It's M-I-X-L-R.com. Look for the Disney Night Edition. You can listen and chat live every Sunday night at 7 p- Oh my gosh, already. 7 p.m. Pacific. <laughs> um, and of course, the rest of the Diz Unplugged podcast family uh the dreams unlimited travel show goes up every monday um the orlando of course show of course every tuesday at 10 a.m uh live at 10 a.m pacific and the universal show every thursday live at 10 a.m pacific head over to disunplug.com for all of those and the daily fix is back tomorrow at 9 a.m pacific you'll find that at www.info.com slash daily fix and since Michael and I were in the parks for like three weeks, <laughs> um, it, housekeeping like crazy, I, I kind of sorted mine and put off four or five of them till next <clears throat> week because there, there's just too many. Um, let's see. I'll go through a couple. Um, we noticed that at Cozy Cone number five, you are able to order six different flavors now. They don't just have one flavor. 
They make it fresh. They, well, not fresh, but they make it to order. So you can get your dill pickle. You can get your sriracha. You can get your... Tom, um, different flavors of what? Popcorn. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody knows what cone five is. Oh, I apologize. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Six different flavors of popcorn. Um, so they, they shake it to order and, and serve it up. So you can get all kinds of... I think they, we were eating... What were we eating? Pizza flavor? Yes. Michael? Is that yeah. new? Yeah. Uh, that must I be new. Like yeah. Did you guys it tastes like, like it? Doritos? I'm yeah. not a big um, flavored popcorn person. So anyway, that's, that's everybody waves raves about the dill. I haven't tasted it yet, but one of these it's days. It's our favorite. My picky girls love the dill pickle. Picky um, girls. Speaking of food, my favorite dessert at Galactic Grill is gone. It didn't last. Um, what was no. it? The pastry menace. This one with the spicy milk chocolate. Oh, I remember you talking about it. Okay. Yeah. So apparently nobody else liked it, so it's gone. Was it too spicy for them? I guess. I don't know. Or did uh, people just think spicy chocolate was weird? Yeah, I don't know for sure. Um, That's just strange. Yeah. Let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, we got to see World of Color. They, one, of the, one of the nights we were there, and we saw the, the dessert party section. Mm-hmm. It's huge, at least in my opinion. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, it takes up a whole level, basically. Yeah. yeah. And I couldn't figure. I didn't see what they were serving. Did you? I think they just. It's just a couple items. There's like a. a I think there's a, a macaron and, tres, some. I don't, I, there's just there's just a couple. But then they had, the the sparkling wine and coffee and yeah. But it's, they also it's, had cheese and they also had um. If not bread, crackers, or something like that. On the Diz boards, on the Disneyland page, okay, somebody, somebody yeah. well, somebody posted pictures, and they did a diagram of where the seating is and uh, the viewpoint from the high chairs and the low chairs. They mm-hmm. did a great, great job. Okay, cool. Um, and then over over to Disneyland's nighttime um, spectaculars. There were a couple new things that we caught. You know, these could be a month old, but... Uh, during paint the night, they got rid of the puppets, right, Michael? The the yeah, yeah. Lumiere and the Tigger was Lumiere. Oh, Tigger. really? Yeah. I haven't noticed. Oh yeah, my those gosh! Were gone. They weren't there. Yeah, when the when several we times it. we saw the parade. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, but the other thing that we noticed is the parade is going a little bit slower now. There are gaps in the parade, and they're letting people cross. Because initially, initially they shoved the parade together and didn't let people cross. They just ran the whole thing, and you couldn't get across right. a parade route. But now they're they're letting they're doing the whole cross thing. So parade's taking a little bit longer, and ha- have then there's some gaps gaps between. Um, I went through all of the Diz Unplugged podcasts. Michael and I forgot to let you talk about um, connecting with Walt. What's coming up this Friday? We have a very special episode of Connecting with Walt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, it is. That's right. Who, who got knocked up? Tootie becomes pregnant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tootie. <laughs> no, really. But, no, we go on the road. Craig and I get in our coach and four, and we go to the Walt Disney Studio, the house that Walt built, and we 
talk a little about the history of the studio. And we were able to take the first D23 tour that went into Walt's office. And Craig made sure oh. that we, on the tour, we were the first two to step foot in Walt's office. <laughs> so now I have to watch um, Saving Mr. Banks so again to see how um, accurate this was. Anyway, so yeah, we're, so we're going to talk about that this Friday. So uh, join us uh, and learn all about Walt's office. Very cool. cool. All right. Does anyone have housekeeping? I do. Oh. Uh, Mine's real quick. Can I go first? Go Just ahead. real fast? Go ahead, Nancy. Okay. So to add to my museum, um, my museum rapid fire last week, I almost forgot about Southern California, our Orange County's Premium Art Museum, the Bauer Museum, has a really, really cool exhibit on mummies right now. So that's right in Orange County, really close to the, the Anaheim Resort District. So Bauer Museum. Very cool. Michael. All right. Well, just uh, this is a potpourri. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> those of you who are Disney Vacation Club members, you can go to the DVC office in downtown Disney and get your 25th anniversary buttons, even though you, uh, you know, if you haven't been able to go to one of their little festivals uh, or special events to get the button, they'll just give it to you. So go ahead and do that. One of the things that we learned, we talked last week about how they had that um, festival marketplace tasting passport for mm. the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine, and it was $45, and we talked about that really was off. not, well, yes, I was just going to say it was not a very <laughs> we good deal, <laughs> but, but Tom put it much more succinctly. Well, <laughs> apparently, uh, Disney executives listen to our podcast and they reduced the fee of, of it to $39 which is a little better now if what we learned um, is that if you let's say you bought it last week um, at the $45 even if you've used it all up if you go back they will give you a gift card in order to make up the difference I think that's so decent of them to do that. It is. <laughs> decent it, of them, yes. It is. Uh, I thought oh, yeah, that was I think very it's, nice. Yeah. And remember how I bemoaned the fact that at Hungry um, Bear, they no longer had the frying, fried green tomato sandwich? Yep. Well, go to Cafe Orleans, you fried green tomato sandwich fans, because it is there. They have improved it, and it is excellent. I Michael, let me ask you. I'm week. sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry for talking over you. What did you like better about the, cause you were talking about it this weekend and you were saying that it was so good at Cafe Orleans and that they had, um, stepped it up. What it, what in your opinion makes it better now than what it was when it was Hungry Bear? I thought they, it was on a different bread and, um, and I, I couldn't tell you what kind of bread it is, but it was on a sort of a heartier bread that sort of held everything together a little better. And uh, the tomatoes were great. Uh, they still had the same sauce and everything. I thought there were more tomatoes in it, personally. And then, uh, and then of course, it can, you can order palm frites with it. So anything that, that was nice healthy with fried green tomato sandwich, you can just <laughs> wipe it all out with those palm frites. <laughs> so yes, it's it is a wonderful combination. So uh, that now. I will now order that over the, um, you know, my very favorite sandwich. 
That's all of our favorite sandwiches there, of course. You know, the... I, I do like that sandwich, even though I can't finish it. I know. Um, I can't. I it... used to, but I can't anymore either. And what sandwich no. is that are we talking about? The Monte Cristo. The Monte Cristo, yes. So good. It is. It's um, very good. Question about the tomato sandwich. Is it, and I, you probably said it, and I'm sorry if I didn't hear. I'm sitting here with my eyes closed. Um, was it red or green? So your eyes, your eyes are attached <laughs> to your ears? There, yes, that's there exactly were, what there it is. There were green tomatoes, but I think there was a, um, there might have been a red one in there, but they were primarily green. And don't let that I'm... scare you because I think they said one of the reasons when I was, when, you know, we were talking to, uh, I, what was his title anyway, Tom? Carlos. I don't oh, remember. He, he's, he's, he's in charge of special food items. Yeah. He basically. said the reason they pulled it was because people were just sort of afraid of it. They didn't know what to expect. So um, don't let that scare you. This is a delicious sandwich. Really tasty. And so give it a try. I think it's really worth it. If I'm going to give up the Monte Cristo for this, you know it has to be good. That's I love fried green praise. tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Nancy, have you had them before, too? Yes, I have. Being from, you know, Missouri and, and southern sort of food-loving yeah. ha- places. She, she washed it down with her Budweiser. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, they're just really good. They have... They're firm. They have a nice bite to them. Yet, yet they're. I mean, if okay, you're vegetarian, Tom, I know you're going to say something. Just <laughs> you, Tom, you don't like them. No, I don't. No, I don't like tomatoes. Well, you don't like tomatoes in general, right? No, I don't like tomatoes in general. So it, it's different than a tomato. I mean, it's not mushy. It's not. I'm trying to think. Do you eat eggplant? I would it has just more say bite than eggplant. Try. I would just yeah. say give it a try. Yeah. It's really tasty. And and be sure you order the palm frites, because even if you don't like the sandwich, you'll have the palm frites. Oh, palm frites. But, um, oh, a couple of other things. Oh, if you want to get a, a really good look at the devastation that is the Star Wars expansion, um couple of places ride big thunder mountain railroad and when you go over this one crest it just looks like the rainforest has been clear cut i mean it you see the berm i mean you see everything it's quite shocking and also i walked to the end of the big thunder um, mountain trail as far as they'll let you go and you can see over the fence and all that and you'll see um you know the everything that's been cleared out and all so that. if so, you can see over the fence. Well, if you stand back enough, you can see it. I mean, the burn is like right there. So even someone of your challenge, stature, Mary Jo, um, will we'll be, we'll, we'll be able to I see it. it so. <laughs> well, you know, I was surprised because today boys. I was at the, the uh, Pinocchio parking lot and I could see the Matterhorn and Big Thund- Thunder Mountain really clear. So the foliage that they've they've cut down. Like you said, Michael, you can you can see a lot. I, I it gives it gave me more of an appreciation for just how huge this is. And anyway, but um, oh, and I learned something new, something that I've talked about several times. You know the the uh, perfume shop or par- parfumerie, however you say it, over New Orleans Square. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've talked about Dorothea Redmond's uh, how you know the painting backwards on the beautiful. Uh, um, Mirrors. mirrors. 
in there. What I learned is, is that the two large mirrors in there were done by two different artists. Um, because I took Stephen Porter in there from our Disney World show, and I was explaining it all to him. And there was a woman in there, uh, one of the cast members who was very knowledgeable on it. She had worked in the one-of-a-kind shop um, that was over now where I think it's Pieces of Eight. That was the antique shop that Lillian Disney helped, um, you know, furnish and all that. For, and so she knew New Orleans Square really well. And what I didn't know was that when you walk, depending upon when you walk in, how you walk into the store, the shop, it, um, the one, the mirror that's sort of on the right, that's Dorothea Redmond's. And if you look at the roses, you're going to see that it's very, very detailed. I'm, I'm shadowed and lined and all that. But the other one, the mirror over to the left, was actually done by another artist, Glendora Von Tessel. And, and if you look at, the, at her roses, they're much less detailed. They don't have the shadowing and, and that gives it its dimension the way Dorothea Redmond does. But you sort of have to have a really good eye. I think a casual observer, as I had been, um, wouldn't have noticed it. And so it was really interesting. And they showed me a photograph of, showed both me and Stephen a photograph of um, Glendora von Tessel. And then it's interesting because of the two mirrors, the one that's showing the most de degradation is Glendora von Tessel's mirror. Okay. And, and sadly, it's a completely lost art. Um, Disney is keeping those mirrors, but they have found no one to restore them. Oh, that is sad. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so, so go in and check those out, and and see if you can spot the differences between Dorothea Redmond's and Glendora von Tessel. And I think she's someone I'm going to have to do a little more uh, research on. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so those are uh, those are my um, that's all wow, housekeeping okay. for this thing. Well, I have that one about no fast passes are needed for the Royal Theater. But, uh, you know, you just see you have to just get there like 30 minutes prior to the shows when you start seating people. That was new to me. I had no idea. So very cool. Um, we also discovered that Indiana Jones has uh, the cast members of Indiana Jones have started passing out the mm. translation cards again. That's right. That's cool. That's yeah. very cool. So can, for those who don't know. Um, can you tell us what they are, Tom? So it's a, you know, on the, on the walls of Indiana Jones, there are writings in a particular language. Font. Yeah, with some kind of font. And so they pass out a little card that, tr that you can use to translate those particular. Um, they used to give them out at the very beginning, sponsored by AT&T. Um, and so back before FastPass, I think, when you were actually standing in the, in the queue for longer periods of time. And so you would have something to do. You could translate the, the, the markings on the wall. And so they, they started doing that again. At least they were the other day when we were in there. Yeah. They said that cool. it was, um, that they were going to start doing that. And the cast members had huge, um, you know, a huge pile of them in their yeah. hands. Yeah. So they did say that was going to be regular. Another thing that we, that I saw that I hadn't before, and it just could be because I haven't, is they've made some changes to the Laughing Stock Company. Um, that is the comedy group that usually performs in Frontierland. Well, we were in the Golden Horseshoe hiding from the rain, and the show comes on, and it's not just a 
group of four comedians anymore. There's a piano player. There's a female singer who is Rose, the owner of the Golden Horseshoe, and then two comedians. So that's kind of cool. But it's the same style of show where they bring up people from the audience and you know, tell stories using using them with props and stuff like that. But it's kind of cool that they've enhanced them a little bit. Has anybody else seen that yet? Just Not me. Yet. Okay, nope. good. Uh, okay, this is this. I need I need listener help on this one. We saw at least two hundred younger-ish people wearing Monsters University hats, the MU hats. Not not together, just random all over the parks. We need to know what they mean. Why why people are just wearing this? It's not because the movie was that popular. Please, um, there's got to be something that a reason why people are wearing moo hats. So if you know, email me, please. Was it only girls? No. Preteens. Nope. <laughs> Younger adults. <laughs> Because there were a lot of what, what, like marching cheer groups and stuff yeah, there. Yeah, but I don't know that there was all that. It was so. Please do research for us. We we tried to Google it and we couldn't figure it out. So let us know. Any other housekeeping? I have a couple quick ones. Go ahead, Marja. Um, when we were all together in downtown Disney, um, I, it they've kind of changed up their street performers in downtown Disney, oh. and there's. Right? There's this group, and probably... Well, Mar- Michael better- talked about him last week, because we weren't sure about him last week, but... Mm-hmm. That's where I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. I'll just... I'll, I'll just I even told you yesterday I talked about them. <laughs> oh, we were talking about the microphones and non-microphones. I remember you talking about mm-hmm. that last week, Michael. And, and they didn't have microphones when mm-hmm. I saw them later that day, in a completely really? different place in downtown Wow, Disney. okay. Well... But I'll just go uh, reiterate what Michael's. You guys got to go listen to them. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. It's just an a- acapella group, six of them, and they sing and- mostly Disney songs, right? Yeah, and they were doing these the Star Wars medley, and they were acting it out, and that I just it was just so well done. Beautiful voices. Mm-hmm. They're dressed um, in like nineteen. What would you say, thirties, forties? Yeah, maybe. Because kind of like the women have, you know, the seams in their stockings and the net, you know, in their hair. So about 40, definitely a so lot of victory say. rolls. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, so they, good. Yeah, but they didn't later in the day, they didn't have the microphones and they were closer to um, the hotel across from the ESPN zone. Yeah, that's where we saw them a couple times. But then that one this yesterday morning, uh, early afternoon, mid afternoon. They were right in, right across from um, Wonderground Gallery, and they had microphones, and they were, you could hear them from the, out of the speakers. So I was kind of yeah. So they must be official. But they're good. Yeah, but I so heard good. them sing "God Bless America." Oh my! The weekend before, they were amazing. Did you have tears? I I would have, but yeah. And then that's when I thought they sounded like the um, Voices of Liberty. It's mm-hmm. awesome. I wonder if they were performing. Remember, we had the Voices of Liberty at the. Uh, Opera House mm-hmm. uh, last year, a couple of years. I wonder if it's the same company that provided those people. Or, or... The, they, I think they came from um, Epcot. 
They were okay. brought up because I recognized some of them. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, right. usually Disney people recognize you, Michael, so I'm surprised. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but um, I'm wondering, I, I still am wondering if they're sort of in a strange little way auditioning. I mean, that they're hoping they're going yeah. to be but they had mi- But they had microphones, though. Yeah, yeah, it's just so, weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Well, I hope they keep them around. Yeah. Maybe so, Nancy. They always they have a huge group. So guests really like them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were kids. Uh, there were a couple of rows of children sitting on the ground listening to them attentively. And people just watching them. You know, usually people sit for a little bit and then go. But there was quite a crowd. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice. And then I have a question for you guys. You Uh-oh. were looking to see. No, no, no. You were looking to see <laughs> if they um, if you could see them doing the swing dancing. Were you able to see any of that? We didn't get over there. Okay. I totally forgot. Now, You've piqued my my interest, uh, saying You've that they're continue. I haven't seen it for a while. Okay, it'd be so no, it's heck, I used to go. I used it's to go st- it's still there. on the schedule, so I know it's there. Got to make a, a a point to go yeah. over there. Yeah. And then my last housekeeping is just a reminder to everybody. You know, at the kind of like at the last minute, they brought in Kurt Russell to talk about his goji wines and his different chardonnays, etc that he um his vineyard does and that they serve at Disneyland and that's next weekend if anybody's interested. Yeah. And the reason I like his wine. Oh did you guys notice too that Guy Fieri was the only celebrity chef that actually sold out their program? Yeah, he's the only that sold out. He he sold out I think before the the wine the food and wine started. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, well, I'm not the, surprised. He's probably the best known now, being on television and all that. Yeah. Well, some of the other guys in the, in the later end of the list are too, but not in the same way. Not as popular, not yeah. as many books. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and just for future reference, the footage and all the information that the Orlando team and Michael and I worked on this week We'll premiere the first week of June, uh, starting, or actually weekly starting June 6th. So watch for that. All right. Any other housekeeping? No? Good. Okay. Um, couple quick news stories, uh, before we move on to March Madness. Madness, Madness, Madness. (laughs) Oh, I actually voted this week. I'm so excited. I think you won. All right, so my, <laughs> the, the day we got to Orlando, so, so, so long, or not Orlando, wow, Anaheim, so, so, so long ago, we were having lunch at Tangaro Terrace, and we noticed this gentleman sitting next to us, or ne- at the table next to us. I'm like, that's so, ins- yeah, I couldn't think of his name. It was Garner Holt, mm-hmm. who's the, the animatronics guy that works at, that does, that, that redid the stuff at Knott's Berry Farm and has worked at, at, um, Disneyland. And we're like, why the heck is he here? And how why- the heck did you recognize him? I've seen him before. I've seen him. He's before. easy to recognize once yeah, you've seen yeah. him. Okay. And so why is he here? And why is he sadly dining alone? Um, well, we have our answer. That night was the themed entertainment association or the Thea Awards. Um, the gala banquet was held at the Disneyland Hotel Bank, uh, one of the ballrooms at the Disneyland Hotel. Uh, one of the big winners was Paint the Night which received an award for Outstanding Achievement for Parade. Nice. Um, That's then, good. It well deserved. Deservedly yeah. so, right? And then yeah. the, the San Diego Zoo and Wild Animal Park were awarded a Thea Classic Award, which is like long, long-term long achievement. Um, 
I think 25 years or something like that. Um, other honorees include the uh, Discovery Club Los Angeles, the Henry Ford Tour in Detroit, and the One World Observatory in New York City. So that was kind of fun. It was also fun watching all the tuxes go back and forth mm-hmm. out out the in in front of the outside of the Disneyland Hotel. I could I went outside and was just chilling on the on the on the couches out there, just watching the suits go by, seeing if I recognized anybody, but I didn't. So sad. Um, hoping right. they drop one of their gift bags. Right, that's exactly <laughs> what I was hoping for. You have two. I have none. <laughs> All right. Okay. So this is actually a short story. However, there is lots of discussion and lots of speculation and lots of other things going on. Tom Staggs, who was groomed to be Bob Iger's successor, will be stepping down as chief operating officer effective in May. Um, that's the basic. That's basically the story. Um, the New York Times, however, is reporting that Staggs may have stepped down. Because Disney's board of directors didn't think he had what it took. Uh, Staggs was promoted to COO just 14 months ago after leading the Parks and Resorts division beginning in 2010. All right, let the spe- speculation begin. There were lots and lots of follow-up articles on this. Uh, Michael, you read uh, quite a few of them. Um, and, th- and it sounds like they're going going to have to go outside the company now. Yeah, th- well, there's a couple, there was some speculation that a couple of the board members might be interested in okay. the position. Is that They're, why they pushed Dags out? Because they wanted well, it for themselves? I don't, see, some some of it is, is my speculation all mixed in there. <laughs> but one of the board members is also, is it the COO of, of Facebook? Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and I might be wrong on that. And she uh, has um, realized that perhaps she's as far as she's going to get at Facebook because Zuckerberg's not going anywhere. And so uh, that she's has voiced her interest in moving up in the Disney Corporation. And so that's one of the rumors going around. There's another rumor, and it was the one that I had first speculated on, was that perhaps um, Staggs has received an offer elsewhere and wanted to find out just how guaranteed is he <laughs> to move he up found, in the Disney company and found out, well, you know, we, we can't give you a definite, you know, this is the date. And so that might be that maybe then he's stepping down very graciously and allowing some time to go by before he accepts another position. So, so there's all kinds. There's all kinds of rumors. A, a real popular one is is that he doesn't have the confidence of the board. That they don't feel that he has the same vision um, that Iger does in terms of mm. of leading the company, uh, uh, both uh, you know, it's especially creatively and expanding it the way um, Bob Iger did. So, so who knows what's true? Then, I have a I mean, feeling. It will probably the the story will unveil itself over the next few weeks or months. We wouldn't have Seven Dwarfs Mine Train if it wasn't for Tom Staggs, right? No, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I always thought he did a wonderful job with a lot of the things since he took you know took over his various positions. He seemed to be really progressive, really moving things forward. 
Yeah, it's it's just that's such a hard position because you have to be a, a really good at finance because you know either, there's two sides to Disney. There's the Disney right. brand and there's the Disney business, and we all are in love primarily with the Disney brand, and and but there's the whole Disney business and the, and the the head of the company has to be able to juggle and nurture both. And it takes a really right. unique person to do that. I mean, let's look at it. It took Walt and Roy to, together to be able to do that. It took Michael Eisner and Frank Wells together right. to do that. So, I, I, you know, Bob Iger's managed to do it. But, you know, are there a lot of Bob Iger's out there? Now, was Staggs allowed to have his have any kind of control over parks and resorts or was bob Iger micromanage him the, you know that i do not know i just i do know that both bob Iger and tom stagg saw shanghai as one of their legacies and <laughs> um you know it's 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 a and, and Shanghai's in a tough position right now. I mean, Bob Iger saw Marvel as one of his legacies. And, you know, and Bob Iger stayed on because he wanted to see these things through, you know, including Shanghai. So, you know, is Bob Iger thinking of... Now, Bob Iger has stated, no, he is still retiring in a couple of years. But, you know, his whole thing about, you know, that Tony's discussed about, you know, bringing the football teams together. And he, well, that's all fallen apart. Yeah. So, you know, is that, you know, what are the things does he have planned for his future? You know, Avatar is part of his legacy over, you know, so he wants to see these things through to the end. So maybe um, Tom Staggs, he's still a young man. So maybe he feels he needs to set a different course for himself. Who knows? You know, I think we'll find out in relatively short order, though. Do you think he'll fill out uh, the rest of the... Do you think he'll stay till May? Um, if, if I think if he has a deal, if he has an offer, I would be surprised. So if he did. But, you know, I don't know. You know, I'm just second guessing at this yeah. point. Huh. So I, I suspect he's someone that doesn't want to burn any bridges. Though, because he and Bob Iger were personal friends. I mean, they vacationed together. Right. You know, their families vacationed together. So I, I can't imagine he's going to do anything that would burn a bridge okay. or would, you know, affect a, a friendship. But who knows? You know, I'm I'm just doing armchair speculation mm -hmm. right now. And you know how I feel about that. <laughs> so. Anyway. All right. There's, I think there's a lot more to the story that we're going to learn over the next oh, few months. Absolutely. All right. That is the news time for March Madness, 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 Madness. All right. So we had in the resort bracket, it was, let's see, World of Disney versus Wonderground Gallery. Um, number one, World of Disney won the resort bracket, knocking out number 11, Wonderground Gallery, 64% to 36%. They will take on the winner of the Main Street bracket. Anybody's guess there? Yeah. Number one, Emporium. Beat really? number two, Disneyana. 56% to 44%. Boo hiss. Yeah. The it masses really that go to the Emporium. Yeah, no, it, it was, it, it actually is a higher margin than it was. It started out really close. 
uh, was tied at one point, but then Emporium started playing, pulling away. So it's going to be, uh, see, what do we say? World of Disney versus Emporium. That one should be interesting. Uh, other side of the bracket, number one, Star Trader blasted number three, the Mad Hatter of Fantasyland. 63% to 37% to win in the lands bracket. And then the other side was, um, number five, off the page, upset. Woo! Number three, Russian River Outfitters, 76% to 24%. Finally, one I voted for. Yeah, that was, a, that's a big, that's a big win. And one Mary Jo hawked on Periscope. So, yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure that had nothing to do with it. Uh, so Star Trader's gonna take on, uh, Star Trader's gonna take on Off the Page. That's, alright, so, okay, who are you gonna, who are you gonna try to convince them to vote for it? World of Disney versus Emporium? I think World of Disney's gonna take it hands down. Alright. Yeah. Just because of variety over mannequins. Yeah, I would go for World of Disney. I can find almost everything I want under one roof. All right, Star Trader versus Off the Page. Off the Page. Off the Page. Off the Page. Nice. All right, so we, voting will start tonight, and you'll be able to vote through noon, noon next Sunday. The, oh, what the heck is it? The 14th? No, that's February. Never mind. Sunday the 17th. Uh, so April Madness will continue a couple more weeks. Uh, April Madness, oh nice. March, March plus madness. March plus madness, yes. Signature plus March madness. Yeah, when we walked into Off the Page, I had no intention of spending money, and I walked out with one of Dave Avancino's prints. He's he's the Mm -hmm. devil. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hi, Dave. Dave Avancino is the devil. (laughs) What did you just say? I want my name tag, Dave. Uh-oh. <laughs> Easy now. All right. The rest of us graciously, graciously appreciate you, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, as as soon as Pete saw that that piece yeah. of artwork, did you see his eyes light up? I knew it was oh, gone. I knew it was in. I was gosh. knew it. I knew it was in the box yeah. as soon as and, he and, saw it. And this is the Disneyland three dimensional one. I have so a print of it also, Joe. I got it a while back. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's called the happiest. It. Place on yeah, Earth. I got, I, I got it as soon as it came out. But yeah, it. yeah, it's I, beautiful. I it's, yeah, it's one of my favorites. And Dave, he just because Pete was you know interested in Dave. I I think he not like six words and Pete was like, okay, I want it. Yeah, he's yeah. like, oh my gosh. And but you know just, that that looks like Pete. I mean, it looks like something Pete would own. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Pete but I, I, like, and I heard the cash register go. I, if I, if it were in my budget, <laughs> he has those. Um, Once upon a time. Those that two, one is where pretty. one is all like heroes and princesses, and the other one is all villains. I really like those. Then he has a wonderful Pinocchio one, but all I can afford are the prints. But I'll be happy with those. <laughs> yeah, I go Pete's budget, Mary Jo's budget. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll be happy with those, Dave, and a name tag. All right, <laughs> time for rapid fire. Let's start with Mary Jo. Okay, well, you you know, you guys may not have known this, but um. Star Wars stuff is kind of coming out over at the Disneyland and California <laughs> Disneyland Park. It's a little popular, yes. Just, just a little bit. So, um, have you seen the umbrellas? Now- no. no. Lightsaber umbrellas. <gasps> yes. They light up <gasps> and stick through the top of the umbrella, and then the handle is a is the handle of a lightsaber. <gasps> oh, Nancy, you, you I can can't see Nancy. Descend- 
You can't disintegrate <gasps> anyone with them. No, They're no, useless. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see Nancy driving to work in her tricycle. Carrying one of those. With the, with the light. I, th- I can see that. I, I think they have two. Do they have different colors, Michael? I don't know. Light side and the dark side? Why didn't you tell me about this yesterday I'm so sorry. I could have thrown money at it? <laughs> well, we Take my money, please. To the parks and play. Yeah. And... I'm sorry I interrupted. Go ahead, Mary Jo. Well, we can also, in addition to the umbrellas, is, is get a little bling over at the Disneyland um, and California Adventure Parks or at the Disneyland Resort. They now have Alex and Annie, uh, R2, well, they're starting April 18th. They will have Alex and Annie bracelets they have the r2d2 and bb8 will appear in 3d on expandable wire bangles and it's going to be in raphaelian silver finish um just really beautiful and they also have if you you're uh rather on the dark side they have one with a stormtrooper helmet also on the same type of bracelet expandable bracelets they look really nice uh, you can add the charms to your, you know, current bracelets, or you can um, buy the new bracelets with these charms. They have them at the Disneyland Park in the Fortuosity Shop. For those of you, Rob, um, who wonder which shop that is, that's the watch shop that's at the end of the Emporium on Main Street. California Adventure has them at Elias and Company, or will have them at Elias and Company. And in downtown Disney, you could get them at Disney Vault 28, which I do recommend you go check out. And... We will find out if uh, people think that the World of Disney Store is a favorite. So you, those places you can get this bracelet starting April 18th. Very cool. Thank you, Mary Jo. Michael? Well, if you're... But, at- I'm just really quickly. Oh, sorry. Mother's Day is sure. coming up, so these bracelets are good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go. Okay. <laughs> is that a hint? Yeah, I think so. Mihai, <laughs> mijo. <laughs> <laughs> She's registered at Sterl- at something silver and twenty-eight. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right, Michael. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're at the Hollywood Bowl on June third or June fourth, you better hold your breath because you're going to go under the sea with Ariel. <laughs> um, even though I asked you guys how you pronounce this name, I don't remember. Sarah, what's her last name? Barrales. Barrales. That's, That's it. And Rebel Wilson. They are going to headline a cast performing songs from Disney's The Little Mermaid, um, the film, and they will be backed by a 71-piece orchestra. Um, Sarah What's-Her-Name is going to play Ariel, (laughs) and Rebel Wilson is going to, her I I do know, is going to be Ursula the Sea Witch. And also, you're going to recognize some of these other folks. The cast also includes John Stamos as Chef Louis, Titus Burgess as Sebastian, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Darren Chris, all of you. uh, What was that television show that I watched for a while? Glee. As he's going to be Prince Eric. He should be good at that. I love Darren Chris. He's perfect for that role. And that's why he's there just for you. Um, Norm Lewis is King Triton and Joshua Culley is Flounder. So this was uh, Alan Menken. This was his idea to oh. um, to put this on. And anyway, so as you know, Alan Menken co-wrote the music for the 1989 film with his late partner, Howard Ashman. And this is going to be the first time the score has been performed in its entirety by a live orchestra since they first recorded it uh, more than 25 years ago. And uh, Menken said that this was his very first full score for a film. 
And he was very nervous. And he learned an immense amount, both in the writing and the recording of the show. So this is going to have all of your um, favorites, including Under the Sea, Kiss the Girl, Poor Unfortunate Souls, and Part of Your World. So uh, if I could be down there, I would definitely listen. I, I would try to sign up for this. I th- so I think I was reading that they were going to add some of the songs from the Broadway version as well. Okay. Uh, that's that's not in this, but, you know, that okay. would make yeah. sense. Especially with Darren Chris, because Eric, Prince Eric doesn't have a song in the movie, but he does in the... In the Broadway, the Broadway show, show. and I did. I saw the Broadway show, and it was in Sac- it was in Sacramento recently. But it was the new version was was launched in Sacramento, I think, two summers ago as part of the Music Circus series that they do, and it's a really terrific Broadway show. I mean, they've done a nice job with it. I think I talked about it because remember, the Flounder was performed by the original Flounder on Broadway. Only now he was a teenager. Huh. And so it made it feel a little creepy. But um, otherwise, uh, it's a, it's excellent Broadway show. So I hope they do include some of the songs for that. So um, tickets are already on sale. So just go on to Ticketmaster.com. And I, I absolutely am positive you're going to enjoy this June 3rd and 4th at the Hollywood Bowl. Very cool. Thank you, Michael. Nancy. Okay. I actually have a couple. One real quick is that um, they announced that with the opening of Jungle Book at the El Capitan Theater, you will be entertained by a wonderful group of musicians from the Disneyland Resort. And they make up one of our favorite jazz bands that plays in New Orleans Square. And the beautiful lady who is singing with them just happens to be my absolute favorite favorite of all the ladies who ever played Queenie during the New Orleans, um, during the, the Jambalaya Jazz Bands. And she was also, she's sung with Five and Dime, and she's also sang with um, Minnie's... Fly Girls. Fly Girls. So, you can be guaranteed that if you see Jungle Book at the El Cap, you are going to get a spectacular musical performance with your That's- show. I that love those awesome. pre-shows that they do at oh my El Capitan. And bringing people who play that wonderful, wonderful, soulful mm-hmm. jazz and, and ah, love it, love it, love it, love it. So that's my first one. My second one comes straight from Legoland. So guess what? Um, Legoland, if you haven't heard, um, if you purchase four Merlin annual passes for a limited time, which is the annual, their, their annual pass that also gives you privilege to, privileges to Merlin attractions around the country and also things like Madame Tussauds, which is a Merlin attraction, um, you save 20% and you get a free hotel stay at the Legoland Resort. So that's pretty exciting. And then on top of it, there are a bunch of new menu items for spring at the Legoland Hotel. Um, our first thing is there are going to be some lovely carnitas tacos at the Skyline Cafe, which is decorated with an entire vast collection of minifigs. It's the, one of the coolest places to sit down and have some food. Um then there is a new dish at Bricks um, called biryani rice. Um, somebody might correct me if um, they have that. That is a 
crunchy rice tossed together with marinated chicken, diced carrots, peas, apples, and then raisins and spice. It's a Middle Eastern dish passed on. This was actually developed by the kitchen staff. Um, who were raised on this traditional dish. So they're actually letting the staff design new menu, new menu items and really have a say in what's, you know, brought in. Um, Pete's Coffee is now being served at, um, the Legoland Hotel. That is Pete, P-E-E-T-S, apostrophe S, Pete's Coffee. For those of you that don't have them. In Minnie's Lounge, um, by the giant Lego pirate ship, there is chorizo and pepper jack breakfast sandwiches. And that's basically their lobby bar and um, snack plate. And last but not least, there is a new charcuterie plate and select wine pairings at the Skyline Cafe in the evenings. So there you go. A little bit um, new fun things to um, to sample at the Legoland Hotel. Very cool. Thank you. All right, I will go next, and this is probably a housekeeping, but I'm going to use it as rapid fire because I was gone for 15 weeks. All right, um, I came in through the train station this trip, and when Arctic first opened, there were a couple of restaurants that had signs in the window and looked like they were starting to build, and then all of a sudden... All that disappeared, and there was nothing happening. Um, but when I went through this trip, there are some banners again hanging. And so I went on the website, and there are several restaurants that are listed as coming to the Arctic, the Anaheim Reg- Regional Transportation Intermodal Center. Uh, one is the Lost Bean, which is a coffee place. Um, Auntie Annie's Pretzels is coming. And then two restaurants that will be... I think they're going to be side by side. Uh, they're owned by the same people. One is Ritter's. Uh, it's like uh, Ritter's Steam Kettle Cooked. And it's going to be like Cajun inspired food. And then the Oyster Bar, which of course is seafood. Um, so we will see if all of that comes to fruition. But it would be nice, at least if we get maybe those, the, the nice restaurants, because then it would make it more of a destination. Right now, the the Arctic is is so barren. Um, it's it's. I mean, I don't know how they how they survive that with with the traffic that's going through. There really isn't a lot of traffic in there, so um, I hope it hope it picks up a little bit. All right. Um, anything else you want to talk about? We're only we're not even we're not even in an hour yet. What the heck? <laughs> uh, it's quality. I, have, I know. I have. I have one thing that I that people might be interested okay. in. Okay. If, if they're going, I'm, I'm to going back Disneyland. to my list too. Go ahead. <laughs> if uh, people are going to the Disneyland Park next week, the Mouse Adventure game that I was in. Mm-hmm. If you look up Mouse Adventure, they're having they're doing another game called A Day in the Park. Okay. Cool. So if people want to sign up and they want to spend the day figuring out puzzles and seeing Disneyland from a totally different aspect right you see disneyland but you or what did we say we you don't see disneyland because you're so busy playing the game but you do see disneyland mm-hmm. but anyway so it's um just look up google uh, mouse adventure day in the park or mouse adventure disneyland for next week and um and if you want to go ahead and play it's so much fun they're already they're doing it next week already yeah they well they did it today but they also have one for oh, oh it's non-competitive today was competitive 
So everybody's, you know, let's go, 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 go. Next week is non-competitive for people to see if they want to, if they like this kind of game. And the people who put on Mouse Adventure started up their own company. So they're not, so it's their own thing that they're doing. So Is that what Luella was practicing for? You know, I don't know. It could be. Because she was like taking pictures and said she was practicing for a competition for next weekend. Um, it could very well be okay. that because there were a little over 600 people at this one because mm. Mouse Adventure sells out so quickly. Right. But the, so she, knowing Luella, she was just, um, she likes to be very prepared. Yeah. So. Speaking of, we ran into a lot of listeners this, during this last week. And so we, and we appreciate you coming up and saying hello. So don't be afraid to do that. We don't bite much. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Kevin that I saw at Mouse Adventure. There you today, go. Um, French Market. You know how I love the the French dip there? Mm-hmm. Yes. But they only served it at lunchtime? That's not the case anymore. They have com- they have com- merged their menus and it's the same menu for lunch and dinner. So I can get my French dip at dinner now. Yay. Well, very good. Due to due to Tom demand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you like about their French dip there? I like the 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 the, the, um, the onion straws on top, the Cajun Cajun spiced onion straws that they put on top of it. So good. Um, other thing that we no- we noticed at Plaza Inn, and I don't know how long these have been there, but on the upper patio, that's under the under the under the under the eaves, they yes. ha- they have heaters. That are where's this again? Tom? Those are Plaza, new. Plaza Inn. That's new. And they're shaped shaped to look like old time light fixtures, basically. Am I right, Michael? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're heaters. Just like huh. the the first level of patio right outside the door, the, the upper upper patio. And perfect timing because we're going into the cold right, season. Right. Exactly. Uh, I, I, I think they told us they've been there a while, but a few months. Yeah, a few months, but it's kind of cool. All right, anything else before we head out? No? Good? Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> but for those, of you, for those of you listening live, stick around. We'll talk about the new Holiday Inn Express. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, skip ahead to the next show now. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember... Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.